Hello everyone, it is a Saturday, November 27th, 2021, the Saturday after Thanksgiving Day here in the States. If you celebrate, I hope you had a pleasant holiday. This is going to be episode number 234 of polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad, welcoming you to our fine amateur hour, but wholesome as hell, and don't let anybody tell you fucking differently, uh, podcast. Um, mercifully, this week has uh, been kind of a slow news week. Uh, not a lot of terrible stuff has happened uh, in the gaming in nerd space uh, that I could find. Um, so this episode is going to largely be what I've been up to, and I got into a lot <laughs> this last week, um, especially Thursday, um, due to my non-celebration of the holiday. Uh, it freed me up to have a lot of fun playing a lot of video games for a very long time, and let's just start there. Um, I missed game day. Extra Life game day was November 6th this year. Uh, I had the kids that weekend. Um, was busy with family stuff and, and couldn't participate in the tradition of doing a, a, a long marathon. So I, because I wasn't celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday, I um, I had the whole day free. And I abused that privilege. I played 18 and a half hours total, I think. You know, not counting. Uh, you know, that includes um, meal breaks and, and getting up, move around breaks, restroom breaks. Uh, even a chore break at one point, I stopped to uh, quickly do the dishes that were in the sink. Um 18 hours, 28 minutes. Um, we played Animal Crossing for several hours. Uh, I jumped over and played a little bit of Zombies Ate My Neighbors um, while I cooked lunch. Uh, and then also a little bit of uh, Ding Dong XL uh, while I cooked lunch, about 10 minutes of that. Um, ate my lunch real quick, came back with Forza Horizon 5, played that for several hours. Uh, jumped out of it, uh, tried out Mortal Shell, um, a... Um, Souls-like, and then uh, wrapped up with a game called Kingdom Two Crowns. Uh, So that was the 18 and a half hours. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't raise a dime. Uh, My 2021 Extra Life campaign still sits at a big fat goose egg. Um, I both feel bad and understand at the same time because, you know, I am strapped for cash myself and and have not been able to donate to anybody's causes this year, uh, let alone my own. Uh, so I get it if people don't have money, um, but it is it is heartbreaking to go from my best year ever last year to nothing this year. And I've been running this campaign since I think January fourteenth of uh, twenty twenty one. Um, started as soon as I was able to start a new one, and haven't raised a dime. And and I I hate that. Um, But we had fun. That's the important thing. We had a lot of fun yesterday. Um, Forza Horizon 5 continues to be one of my games of the year. It won't be my game of the year, but it's going to be real high on that list. Um, Animal Crossing totally redeemed itself with the the inclusion of the new updates and things like that. That's you know been an amazing fun time. And then uh, Kingdom Two Crowns was something I didn't expect. It's currently. As of this recording and for the next, at least the next five days, uh, 
is a game with gold on Xbox. You can get it for free if you have Xbox Gold or Game Pass Ultimate. Um, it's got this beautiful pixel art style. And you uh, it's a bit of a side-scroller management game where you're trying to build up a kingdom uh, after your family's fall. And, you know, anytime you, you quote-unquote lose, um, you play the next heir in the line. And occasionally, the previous character will show up as like a, a guiding ghost when you need something pointed out or when the game feels like you need something pointed out it's not like you can call it up uh at will um the guys over at the bite me podcast tweeted about it yesterday morning and i saw it installed it while we were playing forza horizon and i was like you know what i'll, I'll give it an hour Let, let's play it for about an hour to end the stream because uh, we had just crossed the 12-hour the mark at that point. I was like, I'll give it an hour. We'll stop it around the 13-hour mark, whatever. We'll be good. Um, I played it till 2 in the morning, which is how the, the stream uh, time went up to 18 hours. Is Because I was just hooked. I, was, I just loved, um, for the most part, there's some frustrations with it. But I just loved how the game worked and how it looks and, and everything. Um, you're a non-combatant. You never get directly involved with the combat, but you, you do, you know, fund, um, your citizenry, uh, being builders or, or, or archers or, or pikemen later on, or, um, you know, you can get a, uh, catapult and there's these weird little impish slime creatures that you kill and they just kind of melt into ooze. Um, really enjoyable game, very simple concept very simple mechanics a lot of fun um played it for six hours i think i played it longer than forza i might have played as long because uh, i know i put four hours into the animal crossing dlc uh you know it was turkey day on the island too so franklin the turkey chef was there to cook a disgusting meal of fish-based stuff um and then they uh you know then the normal island stuff did some dlc uh, some of the DLC, the the Paradise Home planning stuff, which you know I love. Um, got to the part where we can make people roommates and also two-story homes. So we've progressed that immensely. Um, I was actually going to stream on Friday uh, as we were recording this, but when I woke up at 9 after that long day yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to chill today. And then shortly thereafter, I realized, like, oh, wait, there's no chill today. There's a bunch of shit that needs done. Um so that's why we're recording this early in the morning, well, before noon on Friday, uh, so I can get this all out, get it saved and ready to go for tomorrow morning, and then go handle all the adult business that needs done today. You know, bank, run to the bank, run to the grocery store, um, clean up the house a little bit more. You know, I need to vacuum my floor, uh, finish the dishes from my Thanksgiving dinner that I was brought, which was delicious. Chelsea's mother made a, a fantastic Thanksgiving meal. And then they brought me a plate, uh, or Chelsea brought me a plate after she left. Um, it was a good holiday. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to be thankful for. Uh, Joe, who I've mentioned many, many, many times on this podcast, damn near made me cry <laughs> during Animal Crossing uh, with his sentiment of, uh, you know, see, I'm going to cry right now, uh, thanking me for still being here uh, after my... Uh, battles with my mental health this year. Um, 2021 has not been a good year, uh, but it's getting better. Um, you know, I I got the help I needed 
I continually work towards improving and, and you know, the uh, gratitude that Joe expressed in the stream um, almost broke me. <laughs> uh, talking about it now, almost broke me. Um, you know, my, my, my children are doing good. Um, even through all their difficulties that they've had this year uh, with, you know, idiot classmates and, and bad school administration and home life stuff and being teenagers. Um, there's a lot lot to be grateful for I, I'm I'm even grateful for Chelsea she knows it we talked about it um you know in spite of our our breakup uh you know she's still my best friend and you know still supports me as I just you know oftentimes battle myself I had a moment this morning just about a half hour ago uh where um you know I was relieved on Wednesday to find out that I was getting the quarterly incentive bonus and then I checked my bank account today and like over a third of it was eaten in taxes and that just bummed me the fuck out because you know I know that's how it works it's been over a year since we had a bonus but like I know that's how the process works but it just upsets me that like when I worked in a shitty security company our client made sure we got the full bonus amount so if they were giving you a $500 bonus they figured out what the taxes were that would bring you down to $500 and that's what you got. And this company I work for that is people first, last, and always can't be bothered to do that. Um, and that is one of the many reasons why I'm looking for a new job. To the stuff I experienced uh, this week. Oh, wait. We'll go back a second. Um, Mortal Shell. It's also on Game Pass right now. I don't know when it came out. Uh, if you dig the Souls-type games, you'll probably like it. Uh, I went into it knowing it was a Souls-like and tempered my expectations around that. I didn't care for it even less than I care for the Souls games because my problems with the Souls games are both mechanical in that, like, I don't like, oh, I died over here. I now have to go from the save point all the way back to there through all the people I just killed to get my my currency back and whatnot, my XP currency, whatever. Um, but generally, I like the combat. I like the feel of the Souls combat. I like that it's hard. I like that, I like that it, you know, it challenges you because it does really feel good when you defeat an enemy but that whole mechanic of oh this really tough boss killed me or even worse this regular enemy killed me because they're deadly too now i have to go quarter mile away and then come back through all that i fought my way through to get there that, that part of it is what i don't like um this game does that uh this game also uh controls fairly poorly um graphically it's it feels like a budget game. I'm I'm not trying to be mean to the people that made it, but it does feel a half a half step off of what you would expect. And then mechanically, instead of a block button, you can harden uh, because you're playing like this. Well, you're playing a mortal sh mortal shell, I guess. Uh, or no, you use mortal bodies as shells because that's the that's the cool mechanic of the game. Is is you start out as this weird stone looking dude, and you find a body in the corner of this of this like little caverny area 
and then you can occupy that body. And then there's other shells that you can do that with. Um, I assume each shell has its per, you know, its purpose. Like, oh, this one's the knight. This one's the mage. I assume. I didn't get that far into it. Um, the combat feels very Souls-like, but but like a half step off. Um, it does this cool thing when you lose your health that you get knocked out of the shell. And then you have a chance to get back and get in it and get back in the fight. But then if you get knocked out again, you're dead. Um, and then you just respawn at the nearest save point, whatever their bonfire equivalent was. And then um, you can go back and collect your tar or whatever. Because that's what they use. It's some sort of... Some sort of mystical tar is what they call it. And uh, it's a Souls game uh, without the polish of a Souls game to say, to use that term loosely, because we, we've talked about it on here before, that the thing I dislike about the Souls game is is that they're polished in the sense that like your weapon will hit the wall and bounce off, but your enemy won't. They can kind of clip through it and still hit you. Um, but it lacks that level of polish. Uh, so... We know I love Forza Horizon 5. You know I love Animal Crossing. Zombies Ate My Neighbors wasn't bad. Um, it was a fun little diversion while I cooked dinner. Or lunch, excuse me. Um, and then uh, Ding Dong XL is a fun, simple game too. Um, not a lot to say about it. It's got catchy music, and you hit a button and move a, a little glowy ball back and forth on the screen, uh, avoiding obstacles. Um, so by and large, everything I touched yesterday, I had a real fun time playing. Um, throughout the week though, I did try some things that I didn't get to talk about last week. Cause when we recorded last week, I even said like, Hey, I was going to play this tonight, but it's installing. So I can't do anything with it. Um, I gave the halo infinite multiplayer beta, a check, a look, um, checked it out is what I'm trying to say. And I did not like it. I'm not surprised. I didn't like it. Um, I don't like that the regular, uh, the regular deathmatch, if you will, is 4v4. I, I don't think that's enough players. I, I really don't. Um, I don't like that the bigger battles... Uh, I don't like the multiplayer at all in the sense that it's an arena shooter. Like, I like to build my loadout and then go in and, you know, capture control points or win the team deathmatch, you know, you know, be on the winning team in deathmatch or whatever. Um, I particularly like to play a support class. Uh, I like to be the one throwing out ammo and health. Um especially in like the older Battlefield games, you know, the sweet spot of Battlefield games from the, uh, from Bad Company 2, Battlefield 3, you know, that little sweet spot of Battlefield games. Um, 4 was okay. Uh, but 5 and uh, 1, not so much. Uh, or Battlefield V. Um, anyway, uh, I like that aspect of, of a shooter. I don't I don't like games where there's like, oh, there's a rocket launcher on the field somewhere, and here's a chain gun, and um, I don't like the vehicles in Halo. You know, I I just I never have. Um, my 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 sweet spot for Halo was Halo Two, uh, playing at four player split screen, uh, in the living room of my apartment in Springboro, Ohio, uh, in the early aughts. That was my sweet spot for Halo. I've never really been a fan of the online portion of it. I don't like the way Halo plays competitively. I don't I don't like emptying my clip into someone just to drain their shield and then getting killed while I'm reloading by somebody else. Um, that is not fun to me. I, I don't find it fun. I don't like the way the movement feels in, in 
competitive. It's the same reason why I don't care for um, Destiny because Destiny's you can feel the Halo influence from from Bungie and Destiny's multiplayer as well. I just just not my thing. Um, so I play two ish matches and was like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna uninstall this until the single player comes out, and then I'll come back for the single player. Um, although I should probably play four and five first because uh, I've yet to play them. Um, speaking of Battlefield, uh, got a ten hour free trial via Game Pass. You know, since they're affiliated with EA Play, and I probably used forty minutes of it. I even tried to stream it. Um, I was really disheartened uh, when it, when I realized my first match was me against a bunch of bots with a team of bots. Um, I didn't like that being the way they introduced the game. Um, I just wanted to get in and play, especially since there's nothing but multiplayer in the game. There is no story. Um, in the lead up to Battlefield, if you follow me on Twitter, and I think I talked about it on here, uh, I was very disheartened when I found out they were going to do Operators. Uh, I don't want to play a named character when I'm playing Battlefield multiplayer. I just want to be a class with a kit that I designed. Um, I don't need hero abilities in my battlefield. I don't want them. Um, I just want to be a medic or a support, you know, dude with a light machine gun or a sniper or just a regular old assault trooper. Uh, I don't want a guy with a riot shield, which they took out, uh, for now, uh, due to issues with the shield, I guess. Um, you know, there's abilities that are on the individual characters that I think would be great to add to as just a general class loadout. Like, having the wingsuit as a support guy would be great. Or a sniper. Like, you know, you could get yourself into a sniper position, and then when you need to flee, you can just jump and glide away. Um, I just, I don't want operators. It, it Call of Duty did it too, and I didn't like it when they did it. When you had named characters, heroes, if you will, in the multiplayer. The, the game was still fun, but it, it, it wasn't what I wanted. If I want that, I'll play Overwatch or Valorant or any of the other games that have, you know, that sort of mechanic. Rainbow Six Siege, you know, like, I, I just want a traditional Battlefield game. I really want Battlefield Company, or Battlefield, I want really want Bad Company 3 to happen because, you know, they keep going back to the U.S. versus Russia uh, on the sides uh, when you play the newer Battlefield games. But that was the conflict in Bad Company 2 that they just left open-ended. You know, the, the way Bad, Bad Company 2 ended was setting up a big war between the United States and Russia, and they've never gone back to that story, and it's a shame. Um, graphically, I, obviously I'm playing it on a six-year-old Xbox One, uh, not even the One X. Uh, it looks terrible. Uh, I've seen clips this week of... You know, people hiding inside buildings, like, not like entering in through the door, but like flying a helicopter through the wall of a building and just hanging out in there, because uh, it was just a big empty space <laughs> that they could fly in. Um, I've seen stuff uh, with, you know, the newer editions, the Series X and whatnot. The game looks beautiful, but I've seen uh, Kotaku posted an article with a video showing that you can destroy a tank with a certain sniper rifle quicker than you can with a rocket launcher. Um, there's a lot of issues with it, and I uninstalled it pretty quickly, too. Um, my buddy Roger said, when you watch the VOD of me playing it, you can tell from, from Jump that I'm not in it. Like, the moment boots get on the ground. 
looks it looks 360-ish on the Xbox One. It's another example of um, a third-party developer, EA in this case, not giving a shit about the past gen um, and not even trying. Because like you look at like Forza Horizon Five, it is gorgeous even on the One X or the regular Xbox One, not even the One X. It is a beautiful game, plays well, occasional frame rate hiccup, but largely a damn fine looking and playing game and then you see something like battlefield 2042 or earlier in the year i was talking about assassin's creed valhalla for the same reason from ubisoft uh there's a lot of games out there where you can see they just didn't try uh you know ken of bridge of spirits looks amazing on a regular playstation 4 uh not even a not even the the fancy one um just a regular old six-year-old playstation 4 ken of bridge of spirits looks amazing on it does it look better on newer consoles and pc absolutely but developers, some developers are proving that the older consoles still have strength in them. They can still pull off some beautiful looking stuff. EA just obviously couldn't be bothered to do so. Uh, and then the other thing I, I dabbled around in a little bit was uh, because it's on Game Pass, the remaster, the quote unquote definitive remaster of GTA San Andreas, uh, you know, the final of the GTA 3 trilogy. Uh, is on Xbox Game Pass, and I played about an hour of it, and it's bad. Uh, frame rate's bad. Uh, graphics, obviously bad, uh, but like in a way that I didn't expect, uh, because they tried to polish them up, and the characters look really, really deformed and weird. I know the uh, GTA always has had like a stylistic approach to to the the character models, uh, even up through Grand Theft Auto Four. The the people don't quite look like real people. Um, five, they did more of a, a realistic looking approach for the most part. Um, Trevor looks a little out there, uh, but anyway, they, uh, it just looks bad. It plays bad. It plays like a game from, from the PlayStation two era. Uh, it was a great game in, in the PlayStation two era, but it has definitely aged out. Um, it's one of those games that it's better to leave your nostalgia goggles on and just uh, remember it fondly for how good it was back in the day and don't revisit it today. Like, if they had done a full rebuild, a remake of it, like like other games have gotten in the last couple of years, and made a brand new Grand Theft Auto V style San Andreas game, not necessarily with the character switching, but like that gra- level of graphics and details and control, it would have been a, a fantastic game. But they did the definitive remaster, not a remake. Um, And it shows. That more or less covers all the gaming stuff. Other than I did hit a milestone on my quote-unquote streaming career um, during yesterday's or Thursday's uh, charity stream. I crossed the 2,000-hour threshold. I almost said stress hold. Um, I crossed the 2,000-hour threshold on twitch as a streamer um that's roughly 83 almost 84 days in the last six years total of uh, streaming i've done um it's kind of humbling to think that i've thrown that much at the hobby but then you think of like the soul crushing amount of work you do working nine to five in a six-year period like, let me do the math real quick while I'm sitting here. 
So you work 40 hours a week times 52 weeks. That's 2,080 hours right there. That's that's still more than I've done on my hobby in a year. One year of, of, of 9 to 5 full-time work in the United States, 2,080 hours. And I've been streaming for just over five years. I've worked 10,400 hours in that five years. Uh, pl- actually, probably more than that because a good chunk of my streaming time was when I worked in security. And although I did praise my client in that company uh, for their handling of bonuses, um, I did a lot of overtime. So I've probably worked closer to like, I don't know, 1,100 uh, or 11,000, excuse me, uh, hours in the last five years, five, six years. Um it sounds like a lot when you say I've streamed for 2,000 hours, but it really isn't when you compare it to, like, quote-unquote real work. Um, unfortunately, it's still a hobby. Uh, I've been working really hard the last two years on making it slightly more than that, uh, at least a hobby that pays dividends. Haven't got there yet. We are an affiliate. We have some regular subs, but the way the Twitch affiliate program works and they're taking 50% of every sub... Um, which is the same for partners. They still take 50 on partners too. Um, I still haven't got a paycheck <laughs> from Twitch. And when I do, it'll be like $100 minus taxes. Um, so what, 60 But I'll get enough to buy a video game. Um, not that I'm complaining, but like it'll be two years of work plus to to get, well, I mean, a year since I've been partner or affiliated. Um so it'll be like a year plus of work to buy a video game. Um, not counting all the time that I wasn't an affiliate. You know, that's a, a, a new thing for me. Um, you know, it's only been 11 months. Uh, almost to the day. 11 months to the day. Um, stuff I watched this week. I did I did actually watch quite a few things for a change. Uh, I watched Shang-Chi. Uh, that movie was amazing. I won't say it's my favorite Marvel movie of all time, but I loved it. It's up there. Um, I like Black Widow a whole lot. I think it's a better movie than Black Widow was. Um, I did watch Black Widow again this week as well since there was no critical role. And Chelsea and I got caught up last week on last week's episode. Um, This week we watched Black Widow over a couple evenings. Um, I had already seen it, but it was her first time watching it. Um, Now, granted, I know Eternals is the only other current phase phase four movie that's out um shang chi is my favorite of the two that i've seen uh i just really loved it being like just like a classic kung fu movie with superhero stuff and a, a modern budget and special effects the uh, the big beasties the fantasy creatures that are in are just all so beautifully rendered um and terrifying at the same time um Good stuff. It was really good stuff. I really enjoyed it, and I I liked everybody's performance in it. I thought everybody was fantastic. Uh, I look forward to seeing where that character goes, or those characters go, moving forward. Um, I watched the first three episodes of uh, Wheel of Time, um, a fantasy book series I love, uh, but would never read again. Um, I'm not that into it like I liked it I thought it was a great story good time 
but it is like 17 books or something like that and I just I don't and they're and most of them are like the big doorstopper books you know like they're big books very dense books a lot of names hundreds of characters world spanning conflicts um you know good old fashioned you know small town villagers answer answer the call to destiny and they're the chosen ones and they do, they do amazing things and change the world around them uh, you know, it's standard fantasy stuff. I'll never reread it, uh, which is a good thing uh, because it allows me to kind of take the things that I are recognizing as uh, adaptation decay um, with a big old grain of salt and not get bent out of shape about it. Because I used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people. It's like, ah, oh, the book did this better or differently. It's, you know, like I do think books are better. Let me throw that out there right now. Like books are almost always better than the movies or TV shows or miniseries that they that they spawn, um, but they're always perfectly enjoyable, or most of the time, anyway. Uh, looking at you, end of end of Game of Thrones, um, they change some stuff, some significant stuff, some other stuff. Um, the special effects aren't the best. Um, I saw somebody call it like mid nineties. CGI, and it's not quite that bad. Um, it's not like the way Reptile looked in the original Mortal Kombat movie, uh, but it is uh, not up to snuff of like say what we were just talking about with you know the Marvel universe. Uh, the MCU movies obviously have significantly more budget for it. Um, it has, I would put it. Production quality wise, I would say it's a step below Netflix stuff. Um, kind of falls right in where you would expect, like, not premium cable, not HBO, but like other cable series. Um, kind of like a step below like American Gods or uh, Good Omens was uh, Good Omens being an Amazon show too um, like they go for it and they don't always uh, hit the mark like the Trollocs look amazing the the the, um, the Fades yeah the Fades look great the Eyeless Dudes oh they, they look so perfect um, more or less how I imagine them when I read the book um, you know the casting of the various characters I'm still kind of on the fence about, especially Rand. I'm not. I'm not sure how, um, how I feel about Rand. I like Perrin a whole lot, and I, I like Matrim a whole lot. I like the the Glee Man uh, Tom. I like his casting a whole lot. Um, the 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 women in it, fantastic. Um, Lan, really good casting with him. I don't know who any of the actors are except for uh, Moraine, and I thought she was well cast too. Rosamund Pike. Um, Really, for the most part, phenomenally cast show. The the only one I'm still on the fence about, unfortunately, is the one that is in the book, The Dragon Reborn, uh, you know, the hero of the piece. I mean, his friends are every bit as main characters as he, he is, and they're all part of a support, uh, you know, like, they're all allies in a legendary hero kind of way. Um, but uh, in the books, I, I keep stressing, because it, it does seem like the show might change who the Dragon Reborn is. Um, because in the book, they were very clear that the Dragon Reborn is a man. 
but in the show, they've they floated out there that like, ooh, he might not be a man. It, it could be any of these these six kids, um, or you know, young adults. Um, I'm interested in seeing where they go with it. I guess new episodes are going to drop every Friday, which means the fourth episode should be out right now as I'm recording this, uh, and certainly out while you're listening to it. Probably won't get to see it until next week sometime, but hopefully I'll have my thoughts by this time next week when we record next week's show. Um, Lastly, I watched episode one and two of the Hawkeye show that launched this week on Disney+. Plus. Kind of liked it. Uh, liked it more than I expected. Um, I won't say that, like the the only reason I was gonna watch it immediately anyway was because of the way it ties into another recent Marvel movie. Um, I wanted to see how that played out, and that hasn't happened yet. But the two episodes um, they were funnier than I expected. I kind of had a, a vibe that there was gonna be you know a fair bit of comedy to it when they dropped that teaser with the um, the Avengers musical, um, which was a great scene in a, just a terrible, cringy way. Uh, I like that they've acknowledged that, uh, you know, Hawkeye is deaf. Um, you know, after 20-some-odd movies. Um, now, I am not familiar with his deafness as if it was something that he developed in the course of his heroing in the comics. I just know that in his own series, he was deaf. And um, that's kind of how they set it up in the show is that he's deaf because of, you know, proximity to explosions and stuff. Um, But it's cool to see that they, you know, they've added that aspect to the character. Um, Kate Bishop's uh, fantastic in it. Uh, Haley Steinfeld, I think is her name. Um, Her journey, her, her fangirling over... Hawkeye and how it stems from that attack in the first Avengers movie on New York City uh, was a great touch. I, I loved how they worked that out. I'm interested in seeing where it goes with her and her step or soon to be stepdad because there's there's something going on there uh, in a, a villain sort of way. Um, very interested in seeing where that show goes. So that's everything I did. Double check in my head. Yes, that's everything I did. Um, this past week um the only two news things i really want to touch on and one of them piggybacks on what we talked about at length last week so we'll do that one last um xbox celebrated its 20th year anniversary this week and they put out a cute little virtual museum uh, where you could go and like it had like you know things about the original xbox the 360 the xbox one the series x but i didn't really Really went into that. Um, I like the personal stuff. Just like I like the end of the year stuff where it recaps your year. And you played this much obscene amount of time with this game this year. And, you know, PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft all do it. Um, This personal museum cracked me up uh, because, as we've talked about here many times, my kiddos love Overwatch. And for a long time, that's what they would do when they would come here. Before we started playing D&D and stuff, if we weren't going to the movies or, or out to eat or something, which was rare anyway, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, and non-existent since, um, we would play Overwatch. I mean, I say we, they would. And, you know, we'd sit and talk to them and stuff, but, like, that was their, their primary 
uh, escape uh, from reality when they came here was, you know, um, especially on Saturday. Sundays was a little more, a little better, especially during the time that I worked third shift um, because I would I would be more rested on Sundays and more able to do things uh, that required energy. Um, but for many a Saturday when they would be here, and then like for a long time they were coming on the other Saturday too, like at least one of them would be, um, they would play Overwatch. That's what they want to do. They'd play Overwatch, you know, most of the day. And, you know, I'm a gamer too. I get it. Hell, I just played 18 and a half hours of video games yesterday. Who am I to judge them wanting to escape with a video game they love? Um, <laughs> but the thing is, when they're playing, the Xbox still recognizes me as signed in, uh, even though they're on their own account. So for the five years that we're listed, Overwatch is my most played game. <laughs> and I haven't played Overwatch since the year it came out. Um, but they have played so much of it, and I've played so little of my Xbox in other ways that... Yeah, it makes sense. It tracks. Uh, it just sucks to see that my most played game on the 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 Xbox One is is their game. Um, there was a nice little list of the five most games or five most played games ever uh, since I've had Xbox Live, and um, which would go back to the 360 generation. And four of them I absolutely agreed with because obviously the fifth was Overwatch. Uh, but like the other most played games were. Battlefield 3, uh, Modern Warfare 2, um, the original Black Ops, and Skyrim. And Battlefield 3 and Skyrim, I probably put four or 500 hours in on the 360 um, because those were my go-to social games, um, especially starting in 2009. Um when you know my life got completely up, 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 tossed up in the air. Let's say, um, Battlefield Three was where I, you know, I, I, my buddy Roger and I knew each other outside of there. Obviously, we've known each other since we were, you know, in diapers. But um, him and I used to play with this group that was a wide ranging group of people, uh, people from all over the planet. Um, you know, the 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 guild or what clan or whatever you call it that we were in. Um, and we played so many hours of that with them. And then, like, we'd play a lot of Black Ops and um, Modern Warfare 2 with other friends. Uh, those were our social games. Like, if, if the crew from uh, Frag, FRG, were, were on, we'd play Battlefield. If it was just me, him, and another friend, we'd play Modern Warfare or uh, Black Ops when it came out. Um go-to games and then my go-to solo game obviously Skyrim um from 2011 through probably about 2014 I played that game a ton and so it doesn't surprise me at all that it was on that list um one thing I did remember that I need to look up as I was thinking about this last story uh Sony has stepped in it Someone at Sony has stepped in it. Um, in, a, in much the same way that is going on at Activision. Uh, yes, two days ago, uh, 
um, a gender discrimination lawsuit was filed against Sony PlayStation. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, uh, Emma Maho. Uh, I'm pronouncing it in what I assume is correct. Forgive me if I'm wrong. It's M A J O. Could be Majo, um, but I'll go with Maho. Um, former employee uh, joined the company in 2015, filed a lawsuit in California accusing Sony of violating the United States Equal Pay Act. Um, she allegedly had to communicate with a male supervisor about making changes to a project she was working on through a male intern after the supervisor neither responded to her nor a high-level female employee, according to the lawsuit. Uh, she was originally told, allegedly told that her termination was part of the company's decision to phase out a team that she was temporarily working with. Um, her claim is that she was fired last month after submitting a gender bias complaint. They're seeking Sony to pay for her legal fees and compensation and compensation for female employees at Sony earning less than their male colleagues while carrying out similar tasks. A problem we have in this country. Um, I can't speak to it globally, but I know it's a big problem in America. Uh, I know from experience, from companies I have worked with, and I know anecdotally from people I know in my personal life who, let's say, work at a company... Uh, where their own father pays them less than someone working in a different department at that company because they're a woman and not allowed to work in that other department. Um, Her attorney says it seems that males and females have different career tracks at Sony, uh, adding that she had asked at least three different managers what she should do for a promotion or could do for a promotion. Uh, Sony has not responded at the time of publication of Forbes story on the 23rd. So Sony also needs to uh, reevaluate their um, policies. Uh, You know, um, I've worked places with people uh, that are very near and dear to me, and we've done the exact same job, and they've done it better than me, and I've made more than them. Um. And that, that's not a value judgment on myself or them. Like, they were just better at the job than I was, and I still made, like, 15, 20 cents more on the hour. Um, that's a problem. Um, and another problem, the one we're going to end on, Bobby Kotick. <laughs> uh, Activision Blizzard and the toxic cesspool that it is... Um, Two things of note came out of that shit show this week. Um, The board at Activision Blizzard has said they are going to create a workplace excellence committee uh, oversaw by two members of the board. And I think it answers to the the rest of the board, uh, of which Bobby is a member. Um... That is their plan to fix these problems that they've ignored, even though they're aware of them, even though they covered stuff up, even though they stepped in to prevent just punishment, um, talking like he should go to counseling instead of he should be fired. Um, and then the kicker was Mr. Kotick, Mr. Slimeball himself. Uh, he held a meeting back on the 22nd. Um, with top executives to discuss the state of the company. 
um, he told these colleagues he'd consider resigning if countermeasures in place to combat the developer's criminally toxic workplace culture didn't fix issues with speed. So essentially this man, and I use that term loosely, is saying if the problems that I have allowed to persist and taken part in myself do not cease immediately, I am going to have to resign to show myself I'm serious about this. And all I can say to that is a big, hearty, fuck you, Bobby Kotick, you disgusting sleazeball of a human being, friend of quote-unquote alleged sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. Multi-billionaire sleazeball. Fuck you. Just fuck you. Resign, Bobby. It's time for you to go. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ordinary Podcast, brought to you proudly each and every week by polynerdic.com and me, myself, the man who goes by polynerdic on the interwebs, as they call them. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. Uh, we have a Discord uh, that I'm, I'm admittedly pretty bad at using, but I try. Um, we have a TikTok, again, bad at using it. Occasionally pop up with something witty or smart or funny to say. Um, usually D&D or video game related, ultimately. Uh, those are my two you know, jams, so to speak. Um, we do this show each and every week out of our love, my love, since I'm solo. It's just me. Um, I'm, I do this show every week. Uh, for me, mostly. I know that sounds selfish, but I, I do it for my own uh, catharsis. It makes me feel good to sit down every week with this microphone in my face and talk for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever it is. Um, I'm a talker. I'm an introvert. I'm a quiet person. I'm shy. But I do love conversation. And many weeks, this is as close to conversation as I actually get. Uh, a lot of my streaming time is spent talking to myself. Um so this, I at least get to feel like I'm having a conversation. I don't know if the hundred listens I, I pull down every week on various episodes, never a single episode, but across our years of podcasting, I, I keep seeing my SoundCloud no numbers say that, oh, you got 167 listens this week. Um, I don't know how many, if any, are actual people. I hope at least two or three. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the show. I, I, I sincerely hope that you know you look forward to it listen to me ramble and babble and vent and gush and rant and rave about things that I love or detest or am annoyed by. Um, this, this means a lot to me. This is one of the things I'm the most grateful for outside of like obvious ones, like friends and family, you know, specific friends, specific family. Um, you know, like th this, this week was rough in a number of ways. Uh, this is, this was one of the sadder holidays I've had in almost a decade, and knowing that I got to sit down and talk today like this helps. Um, knowing that there are people out there that care helps. Um, so, you know, I'm grateful for each and every one of you, even the bots that boost my numbers uh, against my uh, 
preference. I, I'm still thankful for them because you know they're 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 quote unquote listening too. Um, I wish they'd go away and be replaced by real people. Um, that would be great. Um, yeah. So this was a, a downer of a week. Uh, you know, going back to uh, what I discussed last week with you know being digitally disowned um, because I believe people should be allowed to live their best truest lives um anyway uh i hope you had a good thanksgiving weekend whether it was with friends families or by yourselves um odds are the world's a better place because you're in it and i believe that because i truly believe most people aren't utter steaming pure piles of shit you know people are shades of gray um, and a lot of the most toxic and negative people still have light within them. I know this from experience because I spent years buried in my mental illness. But that light never went out. And I'm working every day on making it shine brighter and brighter. And I hope you are too. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope the rest of the year remains solid for you. I hope... Anyone in your life that's ill gets better. If you're ill, I hope you get better. And I don't care if it's COVID or depression or bipolar or appendicitis or a stubbed toe. Whatever's ailing you, I hope you overcome it. And that's the message I want to end this Thanksgiving weekend episode on. Is be the light in the darkness. Be the light you want in the world. I've heard that so many times in my life without ever even giving it a thought. And now it's one of the things I can think the most about or I find myself thinking the most about is that, you know, I struggled this year. I've struggled for years, but this year especially. And while I would do anything to have avoided those struggles, I'm happy where I am right now. I'm happy with who I am, let's say. Um, things could always be better. But I'm grateful they're not worse. I'm not. Gr I'm grateful they're not what they were. And I hope you find that strength too. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Uh, I know for certain next week we will be discussing the second half of Masters of the Universe Revelations, a much maligned but lovely show, in my opinion, uh, sequel to the 80s toy, toy commercial cartoon. Um, it's out now. I haven't got to finish it yet. I've got one more episode to go, and I want to see all of them before I weigh in on that discussion. Um, spoilers. My opinion is generally favorable. Uh, but that's going to be it for this week. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you in a week if I don't see you on any of my live streams before then. Thank you. Have a good weekend. And as always, it's been my pleasure to be your ordinary nerdy host, Chad, here on the Ordinary Podcast. See you in a week.